Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chats with Ari. Okay, so I am recording this on Saturday because, (laughs) well, I'm recording it like, so by the time you're listening to this, it would have been a week ago that I recorded this. Sorry, I'm taking you with me so I can find a pair of scissors because I'm trying to get the most out of a lotion bottle. And speaking of which, I am going to kind of talk to you about what we're going to be talking about today or what you'll be listening to and I'll be talking about. So um, basically today I am going to be talking about how to be like better for the environment, I guess would be a good word. Like how to be, how to help Mother Earth. And also, just how to be a better person in general when it comes to things like that. So, um, I'll jump right into it, and let's start with, um, what I'm doing right now. And what I'm doing right now, oh, I have a pair of scissors, and, um, I used the pair of scissors to, like, cut, um, some, what's it called, uh, can't even think of it, um, Velcro, Velcro, I used it to cut some Velcro, because I installed LED lights into my car, and, um, yeah, but right now, I just opened, or cut open, a almost used lotion bottle, And why did I use that? Why did I do that? Because I want to save as much and use as much and get my money's worth. That's not only, like, just being a better person. It's just, like, getting my money's worth out of something like this. Because this is a Bath and Body Works thing. It's called Champagne Rose. It is, oh, it smells so good. It's one of my favorite um, scents from Bath and Body Works just because, um... Oh, dang, I just realized I forgot to get a room spray. But anyways, <laughs> it just it just smells really good because I like floral scents. And um, they also had this really, really nice one, which was a uh, raspberry lily. And oh, my God, their entire like super duper floral set is just so nice. <sighs> but that's not really like being environmentally friendly. I'm going to bring up Bath and Body Works again because I freaking love Bath and Body Works. Um, now, not for the reason that you think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, for the reason you think, but there's a lot more to it. So I guess I just like really like their sense. And that's what you're probably thinking or, oh my God, she's so basic. She like uses all the Bath and Body Works stuff and she likes to smell like a bottle of soap <laughs> or hand sanitizer. Um, I actually don't get their hand sanitizer. But I do use their perfume and body spray, and I actually haven't gotten a candle from Bath and Body Works, but, um, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Why I like Bath and Body Works so much, and what is, like, a huge plus for me when it comes to them is that they are cruelty-free. So, basically, in case you don't know what cruelty-free means, it means that they do not test anything on animals, and... It's not something that's necessary for me when I am buying products, like um, cosmetics and stuff. It's not something that's necessary for me, but 
if a company doesn't test on animals, it makes me so, so happy. <laughs> and it just, um, I don't know, it's like better for the environment, better for your consciousness. And uh, really, when you buy from a company that doesn't support animal cruelty, which, God, I did a project on it. But if you buy from a company, you are helping them. And um, by buying from the other companies that test on animals, you're helping them. And a lot of times, the way that they treat the animals in the labs is very cruel. And I'm going to understand. I totally understand the counter-argument. I do. I understand it 150%. Because keep in mind, I have written argumentative essay upon argumentative essay on this exact topic. And I have had to explain both sides multiple different times. And um, as a person who's very involved in the rescue community when it comes to animals, or just like in the animal community, <laughs> when it, well, yeah, rescue community, that's better. Um, it's something that I hear about a lot. And it's something that I have had to learn about to extreme amounts and numbers and if you can handle a lot then you can look up like what they do to a lot of animals but I'm sure you've seen those animal cruelty things and um like I remember okay so I don't know exactly when that cut off and um I'm not sure exactly what I was talking about <laughs> I do but like I was going off on a tangent and then my mom came in. Ah, <laughs> yeah, keep in mind I'm a teenager and my relationship is good with my mom right now. It's very good. But anyways, what I was talking about was like this one video that I saw and oh, it's like an image that I literally cannot get out of my mind. It is disgusting, terrible, 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 terrible. And the stuff that I grew up like seeing with um the different animal camps that I went to, uh I wasn't sure that that was probably like that was appropriate for somebody my age, but uh there I was sitting in a classroom watching animal cruelty videos because like that's what they do in the different labs for cosmetic. Like the cosmetic industry is just terrible when it comes to stuff like that. But this video of the pig was like I I'm sure it was part of the food industry, but um it was very disturbing. I'll tell you right now, it I don't feel comfortable talking about it, but like talking about what happened because like I do have younger ears on this and I probably shouldn't curse as much, but I do have young-ish ears on this and some other people might find this like disturbing to the point that they like get really, really, really upset and I don't want to make anybody really, really, really upset, but the reality is that they treat animals terribly and a lot of like in the food in industry and the cosmetic industry. But um, this video wasn't bestiality, I'll tell you that right now, just to clear up <laughs> any bad thoughts, ugh, ew, but um, it was not that, but it was something very cruel, very disturbing, mm. and I wish I never had to see it, but I'm glad I did because now I know the reality of something like that. Um, speaking of food industry, I'm going to say right now, before you even jump to conclusions, I am not telling you to go vegan. Ever. Like, um, a vegetarian... Okay, right now I'm going to tell you that a regular, like, person who eats n normal amounts of meat, normal amounts of, like, 
vegetables, fruit, like if you get all those, it's not any more or less healthy than becoming vegan. Uh, I give props to anybody who's vegan, except the vegans who are like, ugh, you're not vegan? Ew. Like, what you eat is your personal choice and your own decision, but um, I know when it comes to me and how I became a pescatarian, it had a lot to do with the animal cruelty in the food industry. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, second grade me did not know what they did to chickens because I stopped eating chicken in second grade. Um, But second grade me did not know (laughs) what they did to chickens a lot of the time and how cruel they can be in, like, with chickens. Uh, I did not realize how cruel they could be, but once I got older, I realized, like, oh, wow, they, like, do this to, like, all the animals and stuff, like, all the animals that we eat. A lot of them, they don't treat humanely, and a lot of them, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they um, feed them well, they're in um, nice areas, and they are fed well, no antibiotics, because that gets into your food, and it's not good for you. Um, Stuff like that and cage-free, like you'll see cage-free eggs and those chickens are just roaming free. They're not in cages. Their eggs are like, they're happy chickens. They're pretty happy chickens. <laughs> so um, when, it says, when something says cage-free on it, it means that the chicken is not in a cage. And it means that the chicken laid it happily. And then when something says like no antibiotics, that means that there's no antibiotics. Like the animal was never given antibiotics, which is, um, hopefully you know what an antibiotic is, but an antibiotic is something that kills all the bacteria in your body and it's medicine. So, um, when you take an antibiotic, it kills all the bacteria in your body and, um, it's just not good for you, especially when it's like meant for someone else, like the animal. A lot of times traces of that antibiotic will end up in like your eggs or something if the animal had that antibiotic. Like if the, if a chicken had an antibiotic, there is a good chance that traces of the antibiotic will end up in whatever food you get from the chicken, whether it's a chicken breast or it's like a chicken wing, chicken leg, whatever, drumstick, I don't know, (laughs) or an egg, like it'll end up in there because that just, that just happens. (laughs) But, um, anyways, I'm not telling anybody to go vegan. I'm saying that choosing cage-free eggs is going to be a lot, it's, there's less cruelty and supporting I don't know, like local farmers and stuff or people who are cage free. It's just a lot better for like you're supporting them rather than supporting the people who support abusing animals while we're getting the food from them. You know, it's kind of like if you if I see a dead rabbit in the road, obviously I'm not going to like swerve to the point where it's like oh my god, I'll go get, like, it's not like I'm going to swerve off the road, but, like, if I have the option to, I'm going to not run over it again, 
because it's like it's already dead. I don't want to hurt it even more. So like I, I know it's dead, but just like out of respect, it's kind of like that same thing. Like out of respect for the animals, like just like give them a good life while they're alive. They're going to get killed. Yes. And we're going to eat that food and just like be respectful of what they're giving you because we're killing them so we can live, you know, like they die so we can live. And I'm not hating on anybody for eating meat. Um, I understand that a diet is somebody's personal decision. Uh, But yeah, if you looked up how a lot of animals are treated in the food industry or like the farming industry, I don't know what they would call that exactly, but you'd realize it's not good. (laughs) And uh, it definitely made me reconsider what I ate as a young kid. Of course, I was seven and very impressionable, but um, I don't know. Who knows what it'll do to somebody else? <laughs> uh, and, like, I don't know. Also, going going back to, like, the cage-free or cruelty-free. So, cruelty... Sorry. Ugh. I had soda today. Yummy. <laughs> um, going back to cage-free and cruelty-free things, um, anything where the animal is being treated better and with more respect, I would say nine times out of ten, it's going to be more expensive than the competing company, which is very cruel, (laughs) and they test their products or they treat their animals poorly. So I know it may cost like two or three extra dollars to buy something that's cruelty-free, but you're supporting the cruelty-free movement rather than supporting the, oh, let's test on animals. And, like, I get, I want to repeat, I get the counter-argument. I totally understand, like, if we don't test on animals, then what are we going to test on, you know? Like, how do we make this stuff safe for humans? And I totally understand that. I understand it 100%. Um, But... In my opinion, when it comes to something like cosmetics, um, since cosmetics are a optional thing, I don't think that they should be treated on animals, and that's just my point of view. If it comes to medicine, I guess I understand that. But um, still, it's kind of cruel. Um, Because, like, yeah... Just as long, it's kind of like that same thing. Like, if you're going to test on the animals, or, like, if you're going to test medicine on animals, then you should just, like, treat them respectfully. Don't, like, beat them, and you got to feed them, and you got to give them water, and maybe a little bit of attention. Um, And, yeah, when it comes to stuff like that. But that's pretty much it for, like, animal cruelty, for now yeah but I don't know if I think animal cruelty needs to end I know a ton of people who agree with me Bath and Body Works their products and I'm running back to Bath and Body Works (laughs) their products are none of them are tested by tested on animals and um 
they don't know about like the other like the ingredients that they use if they test it on animals but every like they do not test their products on animals which likely means that they test um their products on humans a or b i remember doing some research a few years ago and the research was saying that um they developed some sort of technology that you can test on uh like it's like you can see the effect on human skin but it's like something else it's not human and it's not an animal it's it's an, it's not even alive i don't think but they're doing like studies on that which is super duper cool and i don't know i just think it's so cool um i sh- i showed uh well okay so ways to check if something is cruelty free on the back it'll like on the back of the bottle or the tube or whatever you're using you typically toward the bottom they'll say cruelty free or they'll have a rabbit in that little like no circle with like like the circle with the line through it and that means no cruelty and a lot of times, it, it, sometimes it might be like a dog or something else, but the universal sign is a rabbit with the um, circle and the line through it. So that's just basically how you know. And uh, I'm not saying that you have to 100% switch to cruelty-free, because I get it a lot of times the products are not quite the same, but if you have the option to... And it's the same quality, like, same measurement, always, always, always. And sometimes, like, the cruelty-free stuff is even better than the, uh, like, the non-cruelty stuff. Um, I keep going back to animal cruelty. It's just something I feel very passionate about, I guess. But, like... I don't think the stuff at Walmart, like a lot, a lot of companies, um, have stopped animal cruelty and they were like refused to test on animals at this point because of the new technology. And I understand that the new technology is a bit more expensive, but it's like definitely a good investment because a lot of people like me are more likely to buy something that's cruelty free than something that has, like, it doesn't say not tested on animals, like. If it doesn't say not tested on animals, I may buy it, but I'd rather buy something that's not tested on animals. You get what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to buy anything that's tested on animals. <sighs> doesn't stop me, though, unfortunately, sometimes, which I think I need to be a little bit more conscious of. And I want to, like, find a really good mascara company that isn't, that is, that's cruelty-free, I'd really like to find a good mascara company. So if anybody knows one, please let me know. Okay, so finally, I hope I can move on. I have talked about the cruelty stuff, but okay, I need to move on. Another thing, oh geez, this is going to be a very long podcast, so um, get ready. Another thing, I kind of dipped your toes into this, local buying locally so supporting small businesses especially during a time like this is definitely the move like go to the little boutiques go to the um farmers markets 
And um, really, if you have the option to buy locally rather than all the big commercial stores, especially like Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby, they're so racist and they're sexist and homophobic. They're terrible people. Sorry. (laughs) I just reminded myself of that one TikToker. But anyways, um, they're terrible. Like Hobby Lobby is terrible. So if you have the option between that and like a decent, nice craft store that's like, or like a good craft store with that's like local, I don't know, like go to the other, go to the like local craft store. A lot of times they'll be a little bit more expensive (sighs) and I get it. Money can be an issue, especially if, like, especially in a time like this for you. But think about it. If you had that business, like, money's probably pretty tight for the local businesses, too. So spending an extra $2, $3, it definitely helps someone out. Um, but a lot of, like, the local merchants and stuff with their food or, like, with the this that stuff, it's, like, a lot of times, like, homemade and they have like organic stuff and then some of the stuff is vegan and they're super duper chill about that kind of thing and I don't know it's just like the local stuff is where it's at and a lot of times that's what where you find like really nice clothing really nice um I don't know signs and like handcrafted stuff I don't know it's just it I you know that it comes from somebody who put effort into it. It wasn't made by a machine. So I find that like really cool. Um, <laughs> another thing that I'd like to talk about is uh, obviously this was going to be brought up, um, cars. So yes, I talk about my car a little bit, like quite a bit. And man, I love my car. But um cars are not good for the environment unfortunately there is even studies that like electric cars aren't that good for the environment either so cows aren't good for the environment either because they release a good amount of fossil fuels but there you go overpopulating well overpopulation of cows because we kill them to eat them yeah I got to go back into food in a little bit, but I'll talk about the gas for right now. So if you live in Arizona, say you're driving, I think it's Pima. Yeah, it's either Pima or Scottsdale. I don't know. You're driving on Pima or Scottsdale. And there's this like one curve, little, like it's a, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what road it is. It's Pima, but (laughs) there's this like curve and there's like this large area of saguaro cacti and it looks like half of them like are like eaten alive and that's kind of upsetting to me because the cacti they do absorb a good amount of the fossil fuels and the chemicals that are released by cars so (sighs) man uh it's kind of bad it's really bad. So something for that, if you have the option to like drive or bike to somebody's house, please bike to their house. I mean, for someone like me, uh, one of my friends lives like literally a five minute bike ride down or maybe 10 minutes. I'd say it's 10 minutes. I'd rather bike ride to her house 
than drive to her house because a it's a waste of gas and that costs money and b i mean i get some exercise in but the one problem with that during the summer is that it's hot very hot (laughs) so uh yeah there's that but like carpool if you can and yeah um stop burning stuff stop it's really bad It's really bad. Like, when you eat burnt stuff, there's carcinogens in that. And in case you don't know what a carcinogen is, it's a chemical that is cancer-producing. So, um, burnt, like, burnt toast, there's carcinogens in burnt toast. And burnt cookies and burnt food. Burnt food has carcinogens in it, and those are well, cancer-producing chemicals. And you just burned something, so you're... releasing more fuels into the atmosphere and that's like really bad for global warming and man if you don't believe in global warming oh my god who are you who are you have you not looked at the temperatures i'm sorry (laughs) but with all the fossil fuels when you burn like coal or wood or anything if you start a fire that releases more fossil fuels into the atmosphere that we don't need Because if you didn't already know, we have fires literally all over. And we just had the Australia wildfires. And then we had a bunch of wildfires here in Arizona too. And like people had to like leave their homes. So don't start a fire. Don't start fires unless you need it during like the winter. Um... I get it. Like, I I want more than anything to go out and roast marshmallows right now with my friends, but I can't do that. No, I'm not going to do that until I, until, like, they say that it's okay. Don't burn. Don't burn stuff. It's not good for you. It's not good for the environment. No. No bueno. <sighs> There's something else that I wanted to talk about right now, but I can't quite remember it, so I'm going to talk about something else. Um, Something else. What was it? Frick. Buying extra food that you don't need. Oh, I'm going to, like, stock this and uh, I'll, like, eat it later or whatever. And then you don't ever eat it and then it goes bad in the refrigerator. Well, guess what? Somebody else could have eaten that. And if you throw it away, that's ten times worse. Because it could have been like used for something man even though it might might have been rotten you could have given it to like animals or something and i know a lot of times when or there's like this thing where you can like if you have like rotten or like old strawberries that are kind of mushy you can put them in the oven and then they like taste like candy or something i don't know i have to look at the recipe again or like whatever you do for it again and i'm gonna try it because i know that My family is the worst when it comes to stuff like that. It's because, like, we we have, like, well, my dad likes to buy a lot of stuff. He likes, at one point, we had three containers of grapefruit juice in the refrigerator for no reason. My dad likes grapefruit juice, but he doesn't drink it that often. Um, We have, like, we there was a point where we had, like, six different lays, like, you know those like dips? Yeah, we had like six of those in the refrigerator. We have like six different jars of peanut butter. Uh 
my dad keeps buying bread and it pisses me off because it's a waste of food. We don't even eat that much food. I barely even eat food. Like, and if I'm going to eat food, it's probably going to be like watermelon. And I cut a watermelon and you know what I had for dinner tonight? I had watermelon, raspberries, and half a cup of cottage cheese. That's what I had for dinner. And I was very satisfied with it. And it was really good. Oh, I actually had one of these tuna packets. And it was really good. Also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just need to bring this up. The fish industry is not that good either. A lot of times they are very cruel to their fish. And yeah, but um, I couldn't let go of seafood. Anyways, back to what I was saying. (laughs) Just don't buy more than what you need. Especially when it comes to like canned goods. You don't need that many canned goods. This is not the apocalypse. The the apocalypse is not happening soon. Remember when everybody bought all the freaking toilet paper? So nobody else could have toilet paper? And paper towels? It's so incredibly dumb what a lot of it, like what humans do. It's just like there's no point. You're not even going to use that much toilet paper. We're not going to shut down the country to where we can't get out. Nobody in the world shut down the country to the point where they couldn't get out. This is not the apocalypse. The apocalypse is not coming. I don't think it is. So just keep on living until you have a reason to worry. You know, you shouldn't worry. Like, you can prepare some stuff. You can, like... I have soup in my kitchen just in general because like I like soup and I eat soup quite a bit especially during the winter like during the winter forget about it it's like that's all I can eat and that's all I want to eat it's just soup 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 um so like I have soup in my thing and then I have tuna because I like eating tuna and you know just don't buy a bunch of unnecessary crap unless you're gonna use it because it's wasting food. Somebody else could have eaten that. And don't throw it away. And um, another thing, recycle. Recycle your freaking plastic. Recycle your glass. Don't recycle things like needles. Don't recycle razors. Recycle things that are like, that can be used again. Or like even better, you do something with like something that you're done with. And honestly, get your money's worth out of every single thing that you use, you know? And drink tap water. Yeah, drink tap water. Drink water from, like, your refrigerator thingy. Don't buy bottled water. My family buys bottled water, and I pretty... I refuse to drink the bottled water. Um, I don't support it. And as you can tell, when I get older, I'm going to be very, I wouldn't say granola, but environmentally conscious because I want a planet and I want to help not have giant trash and garbage islands in the middle of our ocean. Um, I just think that's disgusting and it's upsetting to me. Another thing, um plastic bags like those plastic um bags from the grocery store you can use them you can you can definitely use them um 
I recommend either the cloth bags instead, though, or... Hey, do you have a cat? Do you have a dog? Use those plastic bags to, like, collect the dog poop or the cat poop. It's, like, it's it's putting that plastic bag to another use that it wouldn't have had normally. And that's what my family does, and it's what we've been doing for years. And we get extra use out of our plastic bags because of it. Um, and the environment thanks us because we use plastic bags multiple times. And, um, ooh, another thing. Do not leave on your water for super long. Within anybody who's like, I would say maybe 30 or under, um, during our lifetimes, it is very likely that we will experience water shortage. And um, that is upsetting to me because, like, we're already in a drought and it's only going to get worse from here. It's really only going to get worse from here. So don't leave your water on for super duper long. Um, you don't keep your sprinklers on all day. Don't keep the sink on while you're brushing your teeth. If you want to heat up your shower, this is a really cool life hack that I saw. Or it wasn't a life hack, but it was like a cool thing that somebody did. It was, um, hey, do you have a, like, do you wait for your water to turn on or get hot while you're like, do you wait, do you keep your water on and wait for it to get warm? Chances are you do. And you don't just hop into the shower when it's like, when it's a, I don't know, like 30 degrees outside and the water's like 30 degrees. You don't hop in this 30 degree water, obviously not 30 degrees because that'd be ice, but you know, like you don't hop into freezing cold water. So what this person did was they like put a bucket in their shower, collected the water that like was just running while they were waiting for their shower to get warm. It didn't go, it didn't touch anybody's body. There's no soap in it. Like it's just coming down and it's cold water, just regular old water and put used to it. And just like, um, she watered some plants with it. Uh, she also put it in a bird bath. And, uh, you know, there are other uses for stuff like that because it's tap water, man. It's literally just tap water, but it's coming from your shower head. And if you clean your shower head properly, or if you clean your shower head, <laughs> I don't know about this, but I think you could, it's very likely that you could use that for like drinking water. So it's just a thing to keep in mind. And you could like send it through a purifier. One of my friends, um, her family doesn't drink bottled water. And oh my god, if you don't drink bottled water, freaking adopt me. Like, <laughs> but she has this like little pitcher, and the pitcher purifies the water. So freaking genius, man. Incredible. Incredible stuff right there. So you could use your cold shower water that you're using or running while you're waiting for it to get hot and purify it and then drink it. It's not like it went on your body. It's not gross. It's not dirty water. 
it's purified water just from a shower head so like eventually there's a there might there it's likely that there will be a point where we would cry to shower or we would cry to drink shower water you know we would die to do it so and if it's not in you or my lifetime it'll be in our children or our grandchildren's lifetime it's coming like i seriously if there's going to be an apocalypse it's going to be because we have a lack of resources um i remember hearing something about how one of the countries and it's probably america we like used all our natural resources and now we have to wait for like the world to regrow all those natural resources like uh yeah, because of overmining. That's just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, it's cool. Like, oh, yay, we have all this stuff. But, like, now you have to wait for the world to, like, re-get it. Like, re- get it again and grow it back because that's what the world does. I think that's really cool. Um, but, yeah. Also, also, one more thing. With trash, um... Invest in those reusable plastic bags, like those reusable Ziploc plastic bags. Invest in those. Um, Invest in a nice, like, thermos, maybe, or Tupperware. And uh, also, trash, (laughs) going back to what I was saying. So say you have, like, you know those, like, little, like, the Gatorade packs with... I don't know, like 12 in there, and they're the Gatorade water bottles. Yeah, so when you're done with that, you're actually supposed to rip those up. So even if you live in, like, I don't know, what's what's in the middle of the country? Like, Arkansas? Oh, God. I, I really hope I said that right, because I don't want to sound dumb. But you know what? Even if you live in Arkansas, it doesn't end up in the ocean. Or it doesn't end up in a lake or something. So, Yeah. But now that I went through everything that I believe, (laughs) especially when it comes to that, this was a very long podcast. And if you listened to the entire thing, I grant, like, I applaud you. Those were just a few of the things that you can do to hopefully reduce not only your carbon footprint, but also to, like, just be a better person, (laughs) really. (laughs) Because think... Like, like it, it's it's okay. Like, we're not, we might not have to experience it, but our children and our grandchildren will have to experience it. And you know what? Let's not be like the generations before us where they didn't give a shit about us. Or maybe they didn't even know that um the things that they did and the amount of things that they put in the air would affect us. And the amount of water that they used would affect us. And the trash that they threw out and the laziness that they had would affect us and would affect our children and our grandchildren. So yeah, but really, being better to the environment is just being a better person overall. And I'm not telling anybody, like, you can't have plastic, you can't um, eat animals, you can't, like, I'm not telling anybody that. I'm saying, like, do what you want, but... I definitely would, it's just a better thing if you spend like three extra bucks to help 
a local merchant and it's like a lot better if you spend three extra bucks to buy something that's cruelty free rather than something that's cheap probably not even as good and uh is involved in animal cruelty so anybody who decides to go through with any of these tasks i applaud you i love you and i support you and Please go on spreading the word about how to be a better person to our environment. Because um, we need more people to understand what actually happens whenever you do something. You know, because every action has an equal opposite reaction. Haha. <laughs> um, and it's likely when it's something like that, it's, it's very negative. So yeah anyways thank you so much for listening to this like 40 minute podcast there was a lot to talk about and you know what I didn't even cover all of it but thank you so much for listening if you did um I can't wait to talk to you guys next Saturday and yeah alrighty see ya bye